0: Trademarks owned by Becklass AB to C V 2024 Proximo Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
3: The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast <laughs> John Anik and Kenny Florian I fucking love them
4: I can't get enough of them Let's hear that Boston accent Big jab there from
2: Duffy and Frank Mear now oh, oh, goes Duffy it. on call <laughs> Frank Mear does it again Rock'em them, robots here Oh my goodness Hyperbole
3: They're a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists Here are your hosts John Anik and Kenny Florian
0: Oh, it's great to be with you. Sunday, June 5th. The year is 2022. It's episode 351 of the Anakin Florian podcast. If you're on the video side today, this is quite the wardrobe coordination, huh? Kenful wearing a black t-shirt that says crew. And I basically look like I'm wearing a UFC crew shirt. It is <laughs> what it is, huh? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So when you are at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel a touch overwhelmed. Perhaps you're not showing up the way that you would like to. I can certainly relate. You know, there's a phrase in the song, there's no business like show business. And it says there's no people like show people. They smile when they are low. And for me, being in the public eye has been challenging, at least in terms of always projecting happiness when perhaps that's not how I'm feeling. Well, whatever your situation, working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. And when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws your way. For me, it's imperative that I'm my best self in order to just perform at a high level. And when I don't feel that way, BetterHelp is a great option and a great resource for therapy. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. That gets you matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch out anytime for no additional charge if you're not happy. For me, I'm on the road about a years, so being able to connect with someone remotely was absolutely huge for me. And my mindset really candidly has changed for the better. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10 percent off your first month that's BetterHelp slash annick we're in
2: production technically so yeah. you know we we definitely look like we're like backstage production guys
0: we're gonna wear so, prison outfits next week know, well organized so how was boston kid huh how was the fucking seminar
2: <laughs> dude it was wicked pissa. uh no no i loved it dude it was uh it was great to be back home i haven't seen my brother keith in a very long time got to see my brother my other brother my sister which was awesome uh it's been way too long got to go back to foreign martial arts center did a did a fun seminar great to see the guys again and uh great to be back in in boston boston's just a great city when, when it's summertime springtime even fall yeah, it's just yeah. such a great energy in there you yeah. got the celtics in the finals it's just a, amazing it's, it's a good vibe over there man yeah
0: philadelphia it is not incidentally right? yeah <laughs> i'll be at fenway pack on uh, july 24th oh nice taking my children there so i'm very excited about that for the first time so oh, uh yeah. All good things. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip. Um, I'd imagine that was pretty emotional reconnecting with Keith and obviously seeing your uh your nieces and Edgar, I believe, yes. right? You saw Edgar as I, well I didn't I
2: didn't see Edgar. I saw Michael. Uh um, what about the doctor? And, How's Michael doing? And I saw Kara. Uh he, he's he's doing great. My sister's doing great and uh got to get some food with those guys and uh it was good to spend time with them. I haven't I haven't seen him in a long time and um,
0: Parents My not necessarily in Massachusetts, great. though, right? Your yeah, parents?
2: exactly. I wasn't able to see them. Um, They're hiding but, out. Uh, Notice uh, yeah, how
0: yeah. Dr. Florian, <laughs> just like Kenny, will not reveal where he is.
2: <laughs> how is your trip, dude? Are, are I'm you, here at, you at you the rested? Residence
0: Inn. I'm here at oh, the Residence there? Inn okay. in Las Vegas. I am not in Singapore. Okay. I just called the fights last night. I'll be here until tomorrow night, at which time I'll fly to San Francisco uh, with our producer, Michael LaPlante. And, uh, uh, and then we go, yep and then we go San Francisco to uh to Singapore and uh all systems go you know we got these random start times right we got the weigh in is like friday night ceremonial and official right so wow. we don't have the split weigh in um yes. and the fighters will have that whole saturday to recover and then the first fight is 6:30 a.m. on sunday morning you know cool. we're uh, we're undeterred right we're fucking undeterred all systems go but uh it's good to see you we have a lot to get into um it was UFC fight night, Volkov versus Rosenstrike. Obviously, the back heavy part of the show is going to be UFC 275. Uh, but we begin headlines with the UFC heavyweight main event involving Alexander Volkov and Jarzinho Rosenstrike. And we will get to the fight itself in a minute, but I have to lead with this. So I saw Biggie Boy here at the Residence Inn right after the fight. And instead of coming up to us, me and Paul Felder, and saying, you know, man, I thought it was stopped early or whatever, he he sort of said, what am I doing wrong? You know, like I'm putting in all the work. I know. See, you're raising your eyebrows because these interactions are tricky. Right. And I know it's behind the scenes stuff. Fans really like enjoy hearing it, but it's a tricky navigation because, you know, I'm not even stoned and he's coming up to me and saying, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know, I don't know if I need to to switch camps. I mean, I'm at the best camp in the world, American top team, but, you know, I seem to, do all the right things. And then, you know, I don't get the desired result. And I do think that he stepped away a little bit from recency in terms of his aggression and seemed to be in a hurry a little bit, I think. And that sort of dovetails with what he said in our fighter meeting. Like he felt pressure to go for it. Did your Jardinio Rosen strike and, um, and he paid for it, I guess, uh, with that backdrop, your thoughts on, uh, on that in the main event.
2: Jeez, uh that's an interesting story, you know, uh, and again, it's, uh, a testament to how difficult this can be on you physically, spiritually, uh, you know, it's, it, this is a crazy sport, um, but it, it seems like a real honest account from him. I, I think that uh, a lot of times you can put in this work, you, you change things up, you think you're doing things right, uh, and the fights, you know, fight sports will just kick you in the ass, um. And I, I think what happened here was I don't care what kind of striker you are, or what kind of technique you have, how much experience you have going against a guy who's six foot eight is always going to be difficult. Yeah. It just is. It, it, it's it, it's a very unorthodox approach that you have to take. Uh, it, it, your whole range is off. Uh, you know, trying to get on the inside, trying to be slick and get out the outside without getting hit is a very difficult thing. And it seemed like also Volkov had an excellent night. He looked to be in tremendous shape. He looked really focused. He was using the right weapons. Uh, and Rosenstrike just didn't seem to have an answer. And it seemed like, you know, he was kind of winging shots and really didn't have much of a plan from what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, but, um. I don't know. It's tough to say. You know, did Rosenstrike have a bad night, or did Volkov have a great night, or was it a combination of both? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, what a performance from Volkov! Gotta feel bad for Rosenstrike, who was on such a great streak. Everyone was really high on him, Uh, and now uh, here he is uh, on on kind of uh, on the downside here. And um, it, it was tough to see.
0: Certainly, I want to keep the focus on Alexander Volkov. And what I did say to Jarzinho Rosenstrike, you know, not that it's time to push the reset button, but, you know, maybe you go out to elevation and, uh, spend a little time with Curtis Blades, a former opponent, right? And maybe it just gives you sort of confidence as far as maybe other parts of your game and not that you're going to do any great things in two weeks or four weeks or even six months necessarily. But, um, you know, I didn't necessarily know what to say. I was a little bit caught off guard, but he's a great dude. And we did talk about getting him on the uh, on this here Anakin Florian podcast. But, yeah, Volkov looked good. And, uh, you know, Volkov said to us in our fighter meeting, like, I was prepared for Aspinall. Like I had a really good training camp. I was in really good shape, even though he has since made changes dating to that training camp. But you know, mm-hmm. he was crediting Tom Aspinall, you know, like he was hungry and ready to go and motivated that night. So
2: it, it looked like it. It definitely looked like it. That was the first thing I saw. I was like, this guy's turned on. He's ready to rock. And uh and you could see that he's got that mindset. Uh my brother and I were discussing this, Keith. Uh how, you know, certain fighters they they get either um you know a couple losses or one loss or, or encounter some adversity and they're never the same you know it's almost like it affects their confidence and they don't know how to come back from that and you look at you know a, a lot of the the real fighters the guys that you know know how to come back from uh dealing with the loss and knowing how to adjust and looking at it honestly and addressing those issues um you know, and of course, having the right mentorship. Sometimes you're guided in the wrong direction. But, yeah. you know, I I, I think that um, it's a rarity. You know, sometimes guys don't have that same spark in the gym after a loss. Sometimes you get guys that come back harder than ever and train harder than ever and smarter than ever. Volkov seemed like he was absolutely motivated by that fight from Aspinall and, um, you know, was uh, was on fire in this fight and got a great result because of it.
0: I don't really care much for the early stoppage discussion. Uh, You know, I feel like footwork wise, you know, maybe Herb Dean could have given a little bit more space because then I think he kind of forced his own hand to stop the fight when he did. Uh, Certainly I am more leaning in this day and age towards the Dominic Cruz school of thinking. I would like to see a fighter, especially uh, a heavyweight in a main event setting, get a little bit of a longer leash, but I think that this finish was an eventuality, so I'm not going to sit here and necessarily criticize the stoppage. I guess I just, I don't always like focusing on that and not the martial arts, as I've said repeatedly on these airwaves. You got anything for us on the stoppage before we move on? Yeah, I don't have a
2: problem with it, to be honest. Um, you know, I think that right hand was absolutely brutal. That had hurt Rosen strike. Yep. Uh, and, of course, fighters could come back from that. But he was, he was eating a lot of shots up to that point. Um, and even though, you know, he kind of drifted off uh, at an angle, I, I thought he was just gonna eat that much more blows and, and um you know it seemed like he was still hurt from it. Even though yeah. he was on his feet, you could still be out and not uh competent of what you're right. doing and where you are. And I, I didn't really have
0: Yeah a problem with the stuff. And you can certainly get concussed and not have a scratch on you as was yes. the case with uh Jarzinho Rosenstrike. All right. So much has been made of the UFC Bantamweight division and how good that top eight to ten is and rightfully so. Um but how about the UFC's division at 145 pounds? And let us get to Movsar Ievloyev. My goodness, man. I don't know that anyone has done more with six decision wins in the UFC than this guy, right? Yes, you can criticize the fact that he hasn't put somebody away. But my God, if he is not just wildly entertaining to watch, mixes all the martial arts and uh, he's fought a really good strength of schedule. And, you know, he beats these guys like 30 to 25. Uh, what do you think of the co-main event? And, and what do you think about Movsar Yevloyev now injected into this featherweight top 10 in the UFC?
2: Listen, I think he's going to be a tough out for anyone at 145 pounds. I still think he's a developing striker. Um, I like that he was willing and seemed way more comfortable to go out there and throw uh some some different strikes. Um, think I think it took him a little while to heat up after that first round. He seemed like he was just moving straight backwards, straight forwards, really wasn't cutting angles. Uh, but I thought the, the strikes that he was throwing seemed to be uh sharper than he had than he was throwing in the past. I like the way he sets up his takedowns. And once he gets his hands on you, man, he's gotta be. Uh, you know, probably the best takedown artist in that division right now. Um, He gets a hold of your leg and he's going to put you on the mat, period. Uh, so I, I think that, uh, you know, everyone's always going to try to look for the comparisons when you get a dominant wrestler like that. And, and, you know, from that area, everyone's going to always make the comparisons to guys like a Habib or Magomedov. I don't think he has that control aspect down like Habib right. did, but he's on his way. And uh again, and even his efficiency, he's not the most efficient guy, but at the end of the fight, he wasn't even breathing. I, I mean, he wasn't even breathing, and he threw a ton of strikes. He was doing a lot of, like, you know, suplexes and, like, a lot of, like, high-power lifts. And the yeah. dude, what, his mouth was completely closed at the end of the fight, like he went for a walk in the park. Like, yeah. and Ige is a tough, tough dude, man. Ige he really is. is. Ige just is, is not a quitter. We know that. He hits hard as hell. Uh, and he was fighting every second
0: of the fight the best that he could. Just Ivloyev was just way too much. Someone came up to me, they're like, You quit jujitsu. I'm like, Kenflo fucking quit soccer, man. <laughs> 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 but Movsar is getting a big fight. And <laughs> a lot of people who were making a case for Dan Ige at plus 310 or so just felt like he could maybe land that big shot. And even right. though he had some moments here or there, he never yep. was able to do so. And, uh, Man, it's tough for Ege now all of a sudden. I think he's lost four or five after a six-fight winning streak, and uh, I just think it speaks to just the brutal nature of this sport. Um, but I'm just excited to see Loyev continue to test himself. I think the Arnold Allen fight makes a lot of sense. Uh, to oh, my knowledge, wow. Arnold Allen is not matched up right now. Somebody also suggested uh, Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell. You know, sign me the fuck up for that one as well. Um. Yeah, it looks that's like a, that was that's the,
2: uh, insane, dude. I'm that's telling you, man. So
0: good. And, you know, sitting home Volkanovsky, obviously, who is is completing his trilogy with Max Holloway here in a few weeks. You have the main event on ABC with Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega, Calvin Cater, uh, actually a pretty big favorite over Josh Emmett. I was surprised to see Josh mm. Emmett plus one ninety five in some spots, um, perhaps worthy of a little more respect on the name, Joshua Emmett. But uh, we congratulate Mavsar Ievloyev and a big night for Pahupa, who wasn't initially scheduled to corner Jarzino Rosenstrike, But uh, I think he got four wins on this night and certainly could have gotten another one with Jalga uh, Jumagulov. Uh, great fight of the night with Lucas Almeida and Michael Trezano. Great finish for Karini Silva against Poliana Botelio. What'd you make of that Darst choke? Just the second Darst choke by a woman in UFC history for uh, Karini Killer Silva.
2: I was impressed with the choke, and I was impressed with that right hand that landed and, and then the follow-up takedown. I mean, yeah. Votelio was really hurt after that right hand. She followed up, and it, it, she just she was calm throughout the fight. And then once she had her moment to finish it, man, did she go for it. And it was just perfect timing, excellent killer instinct. That was a big win for her, uh, and, and beautiful execution of that choke. Votelio tried everything she could uh, to not tap to it, but boy, was that thing tight, man.
0: Yeah. UFC debut for Karina killer Silva, a teammate of Tyler Santos, at least at one time. I don't know if they're teammates right now, but she's excited mm-hmm. to see what Tyla Santos can do this coming weekend against Valentina Shevchenko. And I do believe she beat like the best version of Poliana Botelio this weekend. Like she was yes, in she a was. very good place. The sharps were all over her. So yep. uh, congratulations to Karina Silva. All right. Ode Osborne over Zaruka Dashev by knockout. And this is a nice knockout win over a former glory kickboxing champion. I thought it was really interesting when O'Day Osborne said in the post-fight interview that when you fight somebody like this, you, you know, you got to get a little bit unorthodox. And certainly creativity is no problem for uh, the budding flyweight contender O'Day Osborne. But his entire UFC career, he's been a fucking math teacher in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, teaching wow. fifth and sixth grade math. Mr. O is no more. Sorry, students. He's in Florida, right? No, he's in Las Vegas. Excuse me. Sorry, I got excited. He's in Las Vegas training under John Wood. And it was really interesting to hear O'Day talk about just the father figure and just not just the professional, but the personal, that how much John Wood as a human being has helped him. O'Day's living alone for the first time. You know, moved to Jamaica from, or moved from Brooklyn, New York to Jamaica when he was like nine. Like he's bounced all around. I'm really happy for Ode Osborne and obviously gets a big knockout win here uh, over the weekend.
2: That's awesome. It's great to hear uh, John Wood get get some love. Obviously, he's doing a phenomenal job as a coach uh i've known john a, a long time he's he's a great dude and, and remains when do so you, I, when
0: did you first uh connect with John Wood, i guess, do you remember
2: i guess i was fighting probably two thousand seven or something like that two thousand eight was fighting and... yeah yeah when john was a professional fighter and yeah. uh and he's turned into a fantastic coach and and, uh, got a chance to see him a few weeks ago in in a PFL event, but he's doing great, dude, and, um, you know, Osborne, I I didn't know a whole lot about him, but I want to know more. It was a phenomenal knockout. That dude was throwing heat, except... I think he was a little overly aggressive. He was throwing himself out of position. Osborne took advantage of it, landed some nice clean shots, and uh, and finished it when he needed to. And talk about killer instinct from Osborne as well, dude. Those oh yeah. shots on the ground, yeah, just put him to sleep, man. That was uh,
0: that was pretty sick. Yeah, not playing around, stiff as a board. Uh, yeah. All right, so Alonzo Manafield defeated Askar Mozarov in the main card opener. I would imagine with everything that was on your plate in Boston, you weren't necessarily following what was going on with Askar Mozarov and the different professional records, right? So I get my first UFC fighter bio, he's 25 and 7, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden we get like a reissue and he's 21 and 11. He ends up being 19 and 12. And I really should grab my fighter card on him because I have a lot of notes, but you know, I feel for him in some way. Right. And there are a lot of people who have absolutely no sympathy for this guy. And they think that he's a liar, but basically to my knowledge, he's fought under different names to which he explained that like, maybe he was under his stepfather's name and then he changed his name. And you know, there are also some, some rumblings of of some other things that I'm not really going to get into. Um, but, you know, he looks into a camera and says, hey, I've taken like every fight they've given me since I'm 18 years old, you know, building to this moment. And uh, obviously Alonzo menafield like really took it out on him. And uh, I mean, there's so many different layers to it. I would encourage you to watch what Alonzo menafield had to say at the post fight press conference. But Alonzo Menafield, what he wants you to know, since we feel like we're a pretty technical show here, is that he has a high fight IQ. Yes, I'm a monster. Yes, I'm powerful. Yes, I'm strong. Yes, I like to get knockouts, right? The more traditional way and not in the crucifix, right? But he felt like this was the path of least resistance. Obviously, he can grapple. He watches a bunch of Division One NCAA wrestling. And, um, you know, I'm not saying championship ceiling for Menafield, but he has gotten through that like patch of adversity and, and I'm encouraged. What do you got? You're smirking.
2: I thought you were going to say uh, he doesn't like guys with neck tattoos. That's what I thought right. you were going to say. He Dude, he, 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 uh, he looked motivated. He seemed like a guy that had something to prove out there and, and has been strengthened by some adversity. He's been in some crazy fights, man. Uh, and, yeah, I thought it was the smart approach. Uh, and I, I thought – that he was just taking full advantage of that guy on the ground. I mean, getting to that crucifix position repeatedly, taking him down easily. Uh, he he was he was firing on all cylinders, man. I thought it was a great performance for Metafield.
0: It's a motivated man, and he did bring Pat Barry into the camp. It seemed like maybe Alonzo Metafield's wife thought like Pat Barry's energy and some of his uh, you know technical experience would help, and uh, it seems to have given Zo some confidence. Obviously, it all runs through the general safe Saud, um, who had a memorable night in his own right we're not going to probably get to damon jackson and daniel argeta but this apex really provides for some interesting backdrops with no fans and no noise and this was as quiet an apex night as i can remember since we've allowed fans to get in there and so safe's like talking shit to the fighter you know because Argetta has a bunch of shit to say fighting off his back and so safe starts saying you know man you have an awful lot to say and In the other corner is Cub Swanson, and many of you may know that Safe Saud started at Jackson Wink MMA, so then he and Cub start to get into it. I think Cub might have insinuated that, like, you've never been on the bottom. You know, Safe 1-0 is a pro and had a pretty serious injury, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Plenty more coming up, of course, on UFC Fight Night Volkov versus Rosenstrike in the Ray Longo Minute, but UFC 275. Is absolutely loaded, and you can step into the octagon with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Knockout submission or even a judge's decision. God, we love those. No matter who wins or how the fight ends, new customers can bet $5 on UFC 275 and get $150 in free bets instantly. So many compelling matchups on the card upon which to bet. I think maybe you're going to get a finish in the main event. The rematch between Zhang wei Lee and Yuan E.M. Check, and maybe somebody out there wants to take a flyer on Tyler Santos in the plus 500 range. But whatever your cup of tea is, If you're looking to make money, DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend, if you're looking for a bigger payday for your buck, you can check out the newest UFC feature at DraftKings Sportsbook. Same game parlays, you combine multiple bets, such as which fighter will win the number of knockouts and more, and that gives you a shot at an even bigger payout. And right now, you can place a same game parlay for Saturday's UFC 275 event, and if it hits, you will double your winnings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ANIC. Throw down $5 on UFC 275 and get $150 in free bets instantly. That is code ANIC, A-N-I-K, this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ray Longo's old enough, so is Ken Flo. Let's get to the Ray Longo minutes.
4: Now
3: time for the Ray Longo Minute. I want you to push a hole in this fucking chest. That's what I want. The Ray Longo Minute. Starring Ray Longo, the John Annick and Kenny Florian podcast. Ray oh, Longo. Man. Ray
0: Longo, what's the problem?
3: <laughs> you got Fuck some at, you. you got some energy today, boy. Some energy. Uh, uh,
0: I'm at the old residence inn in Las Vegas. There's like three of us here. It is a-still there? Crowd. Yeah, well, I'm going to Singapore tomorrow, so. Oh man. Oof. I don't know if it's your television. Casual. Light, you i just headed to Singapore tonight.
3: Yeah, yeah, just heading to Singapore. How are you getting there? Rowboat.
0: Oh, it's going to be a long one, Raymond. It's going to be a uh, long
3: one. How long is that flight from uh, Vegas?
0: I'm <laughs> flying to San Francisco, and then uh, we'll hop on a different metal tube there to uh, to Singapore. I don't know, like 15 hours. Uh. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you are looking awfully golden. Did you get in a fight with the sun?
3: but. Uh. Yeah, we're starting to get some nice weather. You, you know, look I good. love it. You look good. Do a yeah, lot look of how bike rides. Right. Nah, unbelievable, feel the like hairs on, bucks. point, too. Look, he combed uh, his
2: hair for the show. Look at that. He actually
3: did. Oh, yeah. shit.
0: <laughs> Looks sharp. You look like a guy with an IMDb page, and I know you have one. It's good to see you, my man. What's right. going on?
3: Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Enjoying the nice weather.
0: So, uh, before we get into some of the Sarah uh, Longo related stuff, Wow. Um I just was curious if you had any thoughts on the UFC fight night over the weekend. I mean, we certainly spent some time on the main event. We talked about Mothsar, Iav a lot of finishes. Uh great fight of the night with Almeida and the Tiger showman product, Michael Trezano. Um I just didn't know if you had anything for us on that. We got a lot to get to with two seventy-five and uh and Marab
3: and all that yeah no I I thought uh I thought a really good night of fights you're right the Trezano fight was phenomenal you know anytime you get one guy knocks one guy down in the first round and he knocks the other guy down the second round and who's gonna take the third round I thought that was uh man that was an exciting fight and um the Ige fight was was exciting because uh you know Ige's a gamer and man he was a big underdog and after the fight for good reason but um you can never count that kid out, oh, man. uh, and Great I thought, yeah, 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 and I thought uh the first fight, uh what's her name uh, Aaron Aaron Bl- I gotta tell you, Mick, you know that that's a girl that's been in the gym a couple of times, she used to spar with Mizuki, would come in quiet, never said a word, I don't even know if I had a conversation with her. The trainer was quiet, they'd come in, they'd do their work, I watched her kind of grow and get better and better. I haven't seen her in a while, but man, she's really killing it, man. I thought that was a great fight for her. I thought she was having a little difficulty, but man, when she latched onto that neck, she uh, took advantage of it and finished the fight. So hats off to her, man. I think, uh, I think she's just one of those girls. That's a hard worker. She's young and she's got, she's got a really bright future. I'm so
0: glad you brought her up because candidly fight one of 14, you know, she might've ended up on the cutting room floor here on the show. And I think in the women's flyweight division, uh, she could have some serious traction, you know. I'm excited to see what she could do. You know, JJ, she fought again. I, it sounds trite, but like she fought the best JJ Aldrich and smoked her, you know. Yeah. Um, JJ
3: was looking good too. She was having, a, she had, you know, she was doing good. Yeah. All
0: right. So, um, you know, Aljamain Sterling, I spent some time with him in Phoenix, and, uh, you know, I don't know how long he is for this fight game. You know, maybe two or three more title defenses. You know, obviously the the neck surgery, and he's been at it a while. You know, sometimes we forget how long these guys have been at it. You know, we're yeah. going to get to Brendan Allen a little bit when we get to the main event challenge. And, you know, dude made his pro debut at 19 years old, already has 23 pro fights. You know, it's a lot of miles. Um, But. Aljamain Sterling has talked a lot about Marab Dwalishwili recently and it was interesting to hear Aljo talk about moving up to 145 pounds to pave the way for uh the Georgian Marab if Marab can somehow uh get a fight
3: you know. Yeah no listen man I, I when I heard that hey what a Aljo's just I think he's just getting better and better you know what I mean I, what a what a nice kid he's really I, I, you know, some guys go one direction after they win the title. He's definitely becoming a better person. I could see the fact that he even said, if Marab wins, he'll move up to forty-five, so Marab could have his shot. I think, yeah, speaks volumes about how close these guys are. I mean, that, that I love to see that instead awesome. of you know being, you've seen teammates turn on each other and it's my time and I want to fight and I deserve this and. I, They're not going to do it. And I love it. I love the culture we built in that gym. I love all the guys in the gym. And uh, when somebody came to me and told me that, I go, wow, that's just blowing my mind away. Because Marab was saying he would move down to 25. But then I guess Aljo came out and said he would move to 145. So.
0: Yeah, we don't uh, need Marab fighting
3: at flyway. No. Yeah. So I think that was, uh, I I just think that was a a nice thing. I just, let's see how it plays out. Yeah. I I think it's amazing.
0: I just wrote down the word culture and then it came out of your mouth. You know, it's like forget Miami Heat culture, the Longo yeah. culture. Wow. We would print the shirts that say Longo culture, but just don't <laughs> want to get in trouble with Matt Sarah, You know, so we are not going to print. The but Longo you just got
3: you got to leave his name out. You can't put him in there.
0: Well, no, I, we could sell Longo culture for shirts. You yeah. know, I just don't want to offend anybody. I mean, you don't think all right. Raging Ally Quinta would be walking all over uh, New York <laughs> State wearing his Longo culture <laughs> shirt. Cody, can you get some Longo culture shirts? Please. Thank you. Um, but I will say about Aljamain Sterling, <laughs> and to our Russian audience, you know, maybe this is going to fall on some deaf ears. But a lot of us in the public, I feel perpetually misunderstood. And he's such a good dude, man, with a good heart and a well clear intentioned man. And I just, I don't know, man. I just think there's a lot of venom and hate out there in the MMA space, especially for him. kempo's misunderstood, right? It's like everybody thinks he's a nice guy. He's a fucking asshole. Well, think, you know.
3: No, but like even I thought he did a great job on Rogan, and I think Joe. Did a great job in saying you're just an honest, nice guy. Like, you know, there's no, uh, you know, he he's he's quirky. Sometimes I think he could be misunderstood, but at the end of the day, yeah. he does the right thing. And I think he expresses himself beautifully. So I thought, you know, it was a great job. Uh, he did with Rogan. And I think Joe again picked up on just what an honest, you know, down to earth guy he is. I thought it was yeah. great. I thought it was great. You know, I
0: should uh, I should listen to that on my way to Singapore, uh, run some clock there on the airplane. Um, all right. UFC 275 to versus Prohaska. First title defense for Glover. He's plus 165 as the underdog. Yuri Prohaska is two and oh in the UFC. But uh, really, I think bided his time well in terms of arriving at the UFC. He was offered a chance to come to the UFC a couple of years before he actually came, wanted to accrue more experience, develop more skills. Uh, what do you think about the light heavyweight championship main event here in about six or seven days? And, uh, ultimately, uh, I mean, I guess you're probably just back in the old guy, huh?
3: Oh, there's no question about it. Listen, how could you not like Glover Texera and the way he handles himself as a champion? Again, it's not what people like. He's not brash. He's not talking stupid. Just a a freaking nice guy. He goes to the local shows. He talks to everybody. I I, do. That's what I like. You know what I mean? I, I I really dislike the other way, you know? So yeah, I'm pulling for him. This guy, this kid's a mad hatter. He's got some crazy unorthodox techniques that obviously, you know, could catch Glover. But I think if Glover could get that fight to the floor, he probably will submit him. you know? So, but I think, you know, this guy's, he's looked really good. And he's like, again, he does some, he looks like he enjoys being in there. He does some crazy shit that I think Will give you know Glover some problems, but uh, I, you can't count him out, man. And, and he's got that other guy to spar with, which I think is a big help. Uh, Pereira, I think his name is. Yep. Uh, so I'm pulling for Glover, man. I don't really. I, I look. I love what he's done. I love the story. And uh, he beats this guy. It'll be a, that's a huge one. Oh, huge. That's a huge one. And the fact that they have him at a plus one sixty five, which isn't that bad, I think tells you something.
0: Yeah. And certainly a Yuri Prohaska win, I think, promotionally would be uh, significant because the nature of his style is such that uh, I think you'd really build a division around him. But, uh, yeah, Glover's a really difficult guy to beat. And uh, obviously his won six consecutive fights. Obviously, Ken Flo needs to save some of his bullets here. Um, But I wanted to get into Valentina Shevchenko a little bit because when people ask me who is the greatest mixed martial arts athlete I've ever seen – Maybe too simplistically, I answer John Jones, Kenny, when I keep coming back to Valentina, man, you know, um, as these title defenses continue to mount up, not unlike John Jones or George St. Pierre. And I guess the question that I had prepared for you, Ray, was that if you were able to get in Caitlin Chukagian's ear, were she to get a second chance against Valentina, what do you do? Like, what do you do if you're really trying to, like, beat this woman to, like, save, save a life or so? What, what do you do? Like, what, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do if you're Tyler Santos this weekend? What do you do?
3: <laughs> I mean, you're that's a big question because this girl is unbelievable. I think if you look at the odds on her last 10 fights, I mean, how many people have been minus 1,200 in the last, you know, like, it's just insane. They give no chance at all. But, uh. Look, I think you have to go for it with her. I mean, you got to take, you got to really take risks, and you got to just hope that you get. Not, I don't want to say get lucky, but you got to make it a dogfight. It's not easy, but um, I don't know. She's a sharpshooter and she's squared away. She, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's tough. I mean, I'd really have to go back and try to find something. But she does lay back and counterfight very well. So I think for those type of fighters. If you have the chin, you have to you really have to take one to get, get a couple and just
0: That's the answer it, I was looking for.
3: Yeah, it's just going to be it's it, look, it's a tough night, but you got to train for hell. That that's really the way to do it and you got to go for it. There's no sitting back and waiting to train out. Match her on the outside, I think it's going to take a, it's going to take a real ugly fight and to get her out of her comfort zone to, to win and that's not going to be easy.
0: So, Kenny, when I was in Connecticut with Glover Teixeira, one of the things that came up in our interview was his fight with Alexander Gustafson in 2017. He was knocked out at 107 of round five that night. And he basically said that when he went back to the corner after round four, it was like, hey, man, like, you got to go be willing to get knocked out to win this fight. And, of course, Glover Teixeira was willing to get knocked out, and as such, he put himself in harm's way. And I just, you know... I don't think that Tyler Santos has a particularly risk-averse style, but I just, I don't know, man. You get one shot to change your life, and I do think that you have to sort of lean more towards reckless abandon than, like, any sort of other, like, game plan. Like, and I hope if Chukagin gets a second shot, because she's my friend, that she really fucking goes for it, you know. And I Yeah, think she yeah, will. yeah.
3: That that would be the thing. Because she is getting, believe it or not, because she's in the gym a bunch of times. She she is getting better and better. You know, she has. If you look at her style in the last couple of fights, she is sitting down on her punches. She is trying to go for it more, and that's not easy to do when you played that outside game for a long time. So I right. give her a lot of credit. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know who's going to beat Caitlin besides Valentina. You know, she's making these fights look pretty easy to me.
0: Kenny, uh, I, I, without giving your prediction, uh, what do you have for us in terms of Valentina? And I guess bigger picture, just trying to, you know, beat somebody that, that the odds suggest you really aren't going to beat more than once out of maybe 50 times.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I never liked the approach, uh, as far as preparation for a fight of saying you need to get hit in order to land a shot, right? What, what you're really trying to say is how do we get on the fucking inside without not without getting hit and hit that other guy? That's what we're really trying to say, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's what you gotta prepare for. It's like, all right, well, if that's if, if you have to be willing to get knocked out to fight, well, guess what? Any any dude at the bar can do that if they're courageous enough. So th- it's it's what's the footwork to get in there how are you creating your angles how are you baiting them into shots and that's not an easy thing obviously you especially when you go against someone like a uh, that or a Shevchenko um, but uh, it, it's all going to come down to the preparation now during the fight, if you are down and you need something like that, then I do agree It's where it's yeah, like, right, that's right. your only shot, dude. Okay. You got to right. get on the inside. If he lands with, if he hits you, if he's hitting you and you don't have an, you don't have the ability to get in cleanly, then you're going to have to eat some shots to land that shot that yeah. I a hundred percent agree with. So, yeah. uh, it, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing. Um, I also think Gustafson had a tremendous night against Teixeira that night. I mean, that combination was, was maybe one of the best knockouts I've seen, uh, and in that division, period. I mean, that yeah. was just a thing of beauty, those uppercuts. But anyways, yes. uh, I, I'm excited for both those fights, both uh, Shevchenko and, and Teixeira, obviously.
3: And, and let me jump in there again. I do agree with Kenny, but I am a realist. And it was like when Marab fought Marais. I knew he was getting hit. There's nothing. I just knew it. So yeah, I prepped him. I, yeah. I had to prep them on. That's why I said, are you willing to walk through fire? We said that. To yes, I am. Well, guess what? Now's your time to do it. You know what I mean? Like that shit, because I think you got to go to the psychology of fighting before the technique at that point. I mean, you got to know who you got, right? You know, I know, I know Marab was outgunned technically, you know what I mean? So I go to plan B and then I know, you know, not, not technically standing up, not obviously anywhere else, not cardio wise, not, you know, and we knew we had to get this fight past the first round. So you have to prep a guy, I think, a little bit for the worst. And then I go with Kenny. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. But you better be fucking ready for that to happen. And I, I'll sure. give you a good example. I think it was, um, uh, what's her name? The Venezuela Vixen. She had the right mindset for uh, Amanda Nunes, right? She had the mindset, I'm coming forward. I'm getting what I want. I don't give a fuck if I get hit. Yeah, I, yeah. And you know, who was technically better in that Fight going into that fight. Who was technically better? Oh, of course. Up. Of You're course. But but you sure. saw what will and determination. Yeah. And being able to just absorb what's being thrown at you to get yeah. that's that's it to me. Right. And that's huge. You know what I mean. And that's really yeah. No, look, the art of fighting is to hit and not get it. We all get that. That's a fucking yeah. If you could you could do that your whole career, that's fine. But I will tell you what, the guys that can rely on their chin and their belief in themselves that's a different story and sometimes you just got to lean on that you know not yeah. all the times but i just there's certain people that are going to be technically better than you and you have to find a way yeah you could go over the footwork i'm sure everybody could devise a game plan but then you know it's like mike tyson said everybody's got a good footwork and a good plan until they get hit right so if right. you could take that hit then you go back to doing what you're doing yeah you know, but you better be ready to real. you got to, some of these fights, you got to be ready to really just be, it's a war. I mean, yeah. that's it. I, I don't know how else to break it down because it's not a, a technical thing at that point. Some of these, you know, some of these fights, you got to really convince people that they can do it. And I think you saw that even with, with like, like, again, with, uh, I can't, I'm blanking on the name, the Venezuela vixen. The Juliana, Pena. Ju- 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 Juliana yeah. you saw that you kind of knew after the first couple exchanges, I think she's going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? She was determined, man. And she had the belief, and you need everything has to come together at the right time.
0: All right, before I get to Ioana Yanjacek and Zhang Wei Li and uh, Andre Fialio and then get you on out of here, I do want to circle back to Carolina Kovalkiewicz, who sent Felice Harrigan to retirement with a submission. I wanted to congratulate Felice on a wonderful career Mm -hmm. and just working her way back after the knee injury, but I need to talk about this and, um, I hope I'm not out of line and I want to, uh, get Ken Flo's thoughts on it. Right. But Carolina Kovacavich will never be confused for being a submission artist, you know, kind of like present company right here. Okay. So she <laughs> hadn't had a finish since, hadn't had a finish since 2014. We're all very happy for, for Carolina Kovacavich, right? First UFC finish, right? But I've never heard a coach instructing an athlete on your naked choke in the UFC as Pahumpa did to, you know, put the elbows together on the choke, right? Like, uh, you know, because it seems like, like somebody on my level, you know, that's one of the first things that, that I was taught. I've never heard that particular directive. Like, I'm not necessarily trying to talk shit flow, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I felt no, he like
2: was, he was saying to put the elbows together. Right. Like, uh, meaning, it
0: well, what, no, it just seems to me like that's like day one advice. And it, it is. It
2: yeah, it it is. I, I disagree with that advice. But uh, yeah, I I, I, uh, I that's the way I was taught, and a lot of people teach it that way. I don't think that's the best way to do a rear naked choke. But yeah, can you just? That's why John
1: left you, Pahumpa. Well,
0: no, nah. that's
3: the
1: only, That's why. No, Holy <laughs> we shit!
3: Well, I think we got to. I think we have our next super fight in jiu-jitsu. I wish you Paloom's could expand on that. Oh, yeah. I'm sharing yeah. with a Pumi. He's
2: awesome. He's awesome. No, no I wish it. we
0: could expand on that a little bit, though, because uh, maybe I'm not putting it well, but I, it, I guess it's no, just. No, no, I know exactly like, what
2: you're talking so, about. So, yeah.
0: what I guess is there anything that you would uh, w- instruct as opposed to that? I mean, certainly it seems like I'd
2: literally do the exact opposite.
0: Can, now, let me let me be clear. It's like, uh,
2: okay, can I choke someone like this? Absolutely. But again, let, let's do this. Go grab a pillow. And let's see how much power you have like this compressing to right. how much you have going like this, expanding your chest and pulling apart.
0: Yeah. What a fucking gang. There you go. That's I what don't you love, oh, man. It's amazing. That's what you it's love. Amazing. No, I mean, I no,
2: but it, it's I, it's not, again, it, maybe that's perception. It, I mean, that's just the way I see it. Yeah. But it, yeah. Sometimes l- there's a lot of ways, you know, to skin yeah. a cat.
0: So. No, of course. And in this instance, I guess I was just sort of pointing out the fact like, the choke's right there, you know. Like, yeah. I bet fucking Anna could submit her right now. Like, just fucking put your <laughs> elbows together and choke her out, you know. And she was able to do so, and we congratulate. Jeez, imma- her. Imagine It'll Kenny. Great. If
3: she, Kenny. Imagine if she put her elbows together and she broke her grip and lost the whole <laughs> choke. I mean, holy <laughs> crap! What's the matter with you guys? <laughs> All right, I hey, you know. Go to blah, dot com right now and look up rear naked uh, choke. You know oh where I'm God. gonna go?
0: Not there. <laughs> i'll go to kenny florian martial arts.com oh yeah, kenny, oh
1: kenny florian
0: martial arts.com <laughs> and honestly if that little sequence first of all if you heard all of that on audio please go to our youtube channel subscribe and watch it on video but if that didn't convince you to go to kenny florian martial arts. <laughs> com, you know yeah. and see how he could have been a total fucking asshole to me with that like you know be like you're a fucking idiot like, that's the way i learned it no that's job. the
2: way i learned it i think that's the way 90 percent of people yeah. learn it you know
0: yeah. Um. All right, Ray. Two more things before I let you go. Andre Fiallo, right out of Portugal. He trains at Sanford MMA, He made his UFC debut in January, then he fought in April, then he fought in May. And now five weeks later, he's fighting in June. And I guess I'm just curious, big picture, how you handle an athlete who uh, who at the highest level wants to fight that frequently, because most UFC athletes won't even be afforded the opportunity to be Chimaev-esque and do it. And I think for Fialio, even if he's a little sore on fight night and in training camp, he feels like this is how he extracts the best results, the familiarity and the repetitions being in the octagon as much as possible as Ken Flo shakes his head. Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> I mean, look, I think it's a case-by-case basis. Obviously, he's, he, he fights four times and he finishes each fight in 20 seconds. <laughs> it's probably not a bad idea. You know what I mean? But if he's got a couple of wars in there, then it's, it's going to eventually backfire on him. But right. you'd have to I'd have to see, you know, like again, I'd have to see how injured he is, where he's at mentally, and you know, how old how old is he? Yeah, I'm
0: looking for his bio right now. I think he's about twenty-eight or twenty nine, uh twenty-eight years old. And yeah, I'd, uh,
3: probably, I'd probably pull him back a little bit, but have I mean to the go January
0: by the, the January fight was a hard three rounder and then the Miguel Baeza fight was a hard round, but that was a first round stoppage, as was the Cameron Van Camp one. Yeah, so it is yeah. what it is, you know. Um all right, last thing before we let you go. Give you $100, on yun J check, or Zhang Lee. <clears throat> Zhang Wei Lee is minus $1. <laughs> dun, dun,
3: dun, dun, dun. What do <laughs> you want? What are you want? $500 bet? Dun, dun, or... oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry A uh, little flashback I had about the game shows. <laughs> um... That's a this is a good one. I mean, Joanna hasn't fought in a while. I think the uh Since that first fight? Since the first fight. What what are the odds on that fight? Just Minus 170
0: curious. for Wei Li, plus 150 for Joanna Yonjaichek.
3: Yeah, I like Joanna, but I think I'm gonna have to go with uh Wiley Coyote. What's her name? Wiley but who? Yeah. Who is it? Wiley. Wylie, Oh, I coyote. thought you sneezed. There, How yeah. is
2: that not her nickname? Wiley Coyote. I know.
3: Like, oh, I love that. I'm going with her.
0: Yeah, the coyote. Wiley for hundred bucks. For John Wiley. All right, a hundred bucks. So uh a hundred dollar bet on John to pay you like not a lot, like sixty dollars we'll <laughs> Hey, like uh, nice bad boy gear. Is that a Chris Wideman t shirt you're wearing today? I
3: I think it is, yeah. It's an All oldie right. but oldie but goodie, as we say. That's a throwback. Where's right, where's, well, where's uh, bad boy today? Where are they? I don't know. No, I remember uh,
0: meeting Robin, the owner, several times. I believe.
2: He was a
3: good dude. Yeah. Um, no, Robin, well, Rob, Robin was a nice guy.
0: So. Uh,
2: what
3: about Sprawl? Anybody have any Sprawl shorts left? Kenny? I got my. <laughs> the first
2: you're looking at the first Sprawl shorts sponsored guy ever. Wow. No look at that. Yeah. See,
3: <laughs> listeners, you hear
2: that? You mother. That means I'm old. Yeah. What'd you would yeah. you
3: get for that? 200 bucks? Uh if that. <laughs> if that, yeah. I like free, that.
2: free shorts though. I got free shorts.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna uh, have to wear my one more round Kenflow t-shirt next week. All right, Ray, have a great day and a better evening and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh I don't know when we're going to reconvene because I don't get back from Singapore until Monday night, June thirteenth. So it might be the uh, the Longo and Florian show, but let's we'll do keep it, man. On that, look how excited
3: he got. Look that. at, look at yeah. No, no, let's just go, man. He doesn't have uh, to put up
2: your shit anymore, John.
3: That, that would be no, weird. no, no. Listen, John, you uh, have a safe trip. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to miss you. Thank the, you, buddy. We'll we'll do a good job with the I know podcast. You don't I know worry. <laughs> there do we you. go. Where's Braun? Where's Petri? Petri. We can't do it. Oh, you want Petri? God. Yeah.
0: Well, no. you know Oh yeah, let's go. We're, We're going doing it, Kenny. Mon- what are we talking about? We're
3: lost without this guy. We're I know. We all lost him. with him. Did you hear that? Yeah. Commercially, did he spoke? It was about three and a half minutes. He didn't take a breath. I, I was actually <laughs> in my, eye. I was my, I was, I was like, holy crow, this guy can talk. He's going. Well, You're a uh, professional.
0: Uh, some of us are professional martial
3: artists, some of us no, are, let's, uh, let me and Kenny, artists. let me and Kenny do the show, come in totally unprepared, like we always do, <laughs> and just wing it. See how we see if the people can I pick just up on it. Yeah,
2: let's go. We're going three yeah.
0: box. We now have somebody on our show staff who is more than capable of sitting in the one chair and driving the show. His name's fucking big gun Brian Petrie. Yeah, and big he'll gun. be with you boys next week. So let's um, do it. Hey, Ray, thank you. Uh, I appreciate the uh, good sentiments on the travel, and uh, we'll yeah. talk soon, my man.
3: Seriously, uh, safe travels, and have a great time. I'll be, I'll be talking to you. Thank Ken you, buddy, Flo, yes. get ready, Ray. buddy. This is a bust-out show. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to start prepping right now as soon as we hang up. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm not joking around. Take it easy, guys. I know. Uh, see
4: you, right?
0: Good luck prepping the fucking UFC 275 recap he's, before they fight. He's a trap, Seriously, go prepping before they fucking fight. <laughs> The Ray Longo Minute every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast. All right, it is now time for the pronunciation of the week. As we call on our executive producer Cody Merrill. Hi, Cody. How's it going, gentlemen? That great. was a lively Ray Longo, yeah. Minute, huh?
2: He looked great. That's Hair was amazing.
0: Uh, I don't. Well,
2: you guys said, up? did
1: you did you battle? Did you fight the sun? I think the sun lost. The sun lost to yeah. Longo. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So wow, um, that, that did not hit at all, did it? Yeah. You guys got to wake up.
0: Okay, uh No, no, it was good. Just tell uh, me it wasn't funny. No, just well, tell hey, me it wasn't my, funny. Is, Moving I, on uh, to the pronunciation of the week. I mean, I felt like I kind of got stonewalled when I said, uh, I look like you got in a fight with the sun, uh but it is what it is. All right. This Chinese fighter is a contender series alum who makes his UFC debut in Singapore, uh, and he will do so against mean machine, Steve Garcia, uh, Cody Merrow, of whom am I speaking?
1: So I brought this one so that everyone can see. I'm pretty sure that's pronounced Misha Tate and she's a female huh. who fights out of America. So I don't know, John, you might want to check your, your data there. Um, <laughs> so the fighter
0: goes by a singular name spelled. This is for the audio folks. M a H E S H a T E. And man, fuck if it doesn't look like Misha Tate there. <laughs> on friend, huh? friend, It sure does. Mm-hmm. So one name on Batman, but
1: I think uh, this is.
0: Uh, uh, Mashate. All right, let's hear him. Oh,
1: uh, Mahashata hai sar, Mahashata hai sar.
0: Oh, ah, Mahashata. I said Mahashata.
2: Mahashata. Anik, good luck with that. That sounds
0: like dude. he was doing not- an incantation.
1: Like I'm John, afraid to go to that. bed tonight. Hey man, sounds like something out of Stranger Things.
0: It's all about practice, you know. Damn. Hey,
1: and practice anyway. makes better. That's right. Never That's perfect.
0: Right. Never perfect. I right. mean like over under eight hours of practice, Bruce Buffer puts in his room for these pronunciations. Yeah. I mean, I don't want any eight? part of that.
2: Bruce, uh, Bruce, isn't, Bruce isn't getting that. I love Bruce. He's not he getting need that to practice.
0: Right. Yeah. practice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. I mean, I'm usually I would, I would bet on Bruce. I will not be betting on Bruce to get that name. <laughs> correct. Um, just got to practice. Yeah. Show up and practice. All right. We have a lot of selections to make for UFC 275. I think seven of them to that end. Without further delay, let us get to the Main Event Challenge. It's the Main Event Challenge. The time is most definitely now. Florian. I
4: finished fights. I'm going to do everything possible to win.
2: The Main Event Challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast.
4: What's up? Yo, there he is. He's yeah. back from the dead. <laughs> back from <laughs> the dead, baby. It? I'm good. My ears are still clogged, which is really annoying. Dang. Little, little flament up here, but I'm like 100% better. I went to work last week and I'm feeling good. Just wish all this shit would pour out of my head, but we're here, baby. Seven fights. Let's go. Nah, you you should have called out sick last week on the Anakin Gloria trying. podcast. <laughs> I, I, I never, had, I had a fever and I'm ne- I never get sick and I never have a fever. My fear was like one-on-one and my wife's always like, let's watch it back. Let's watch it back. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this one back, but I was like, uh, uh, you know what? We should watch it back. Cause I kind of don't remember like a lot of, it. I believe it. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I said, I was like, I'm pretty sure we talked about Winnie and my wife's like, well, we got to watch it back. I was like, all right, let's watch it back.
0: Yeah. It no. was rough city and- boys. No, and obviously you focused enough for however many minutes it was to get through it. Uh, But I can just tell knowing you. um,
4: And it went too far on my picks, so what are you going to do? Here you go. Big guns here, man. exactly right. Here it is.
0: This dude ain't get a fucking banging. Sick. I mean, it's just no, never. And 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 Winnie, if you're watching, uh, sorry about the language. Kind of is what it is. We have a show called Anecdotes on this channel, on which we don't swear. That you're
4: she's used about. to it. Her her father is a uh, professional driver, and when I get right. in my own personal vehicle, it becomes an aggressive. Oh. get the f out of the way, driver. Yeah, I keep it calm when I'm representing a company. When I'm in my own car, it's like, hey, let's hit the bricks. What are you doing? Cincinnati yeah, is uh, notoriously for uh, having really bad drivers. Quick question, John. I don't want to yes. get off, too off the rails here. I wanted to ask you this last week, but my brain was melting. So last week or two weeks ago, there was a picture going around the internet of you and Jason Annick, the great Jason Anik, when you were kids. Right. Jason was in the forefront with glasses with a lady, and you were in the background, and everyone's like, right. like, hey, who was this? You know. So I got to wonder, because I don't know a ton of twins, who got the most chicks of growing up between you two?
0: that's a good question you know it was pretty close i would say he was a little bit more selective at times if that's oh, fair uh um, but okay, it's not like okay. i was some huge volume guy necessarily sure um, sure but um i guess if i good would have any reg- guy <laughs> i guess i mean i guess if i uh would have any regret like no mummies. i mean there was a night at gettysburg college where i think i i kissed three uh three ladies in one evening i was oh, hey, oh, hey, uh, hey. Um, hey. But no but no yeah, not in a volume guy um But I hope your wife enjoys this particular main event challenge. Um, But no, one thing that we uh, I was talking about with Paul Felder actually last night and he said, do you ever regret uh, not going to one of those twin conventions with your brother when you guys were single? Yeah. And I said, we can still go get something done there. I mean, you just don't know. Right. I mean, right. You never, know. You never know. walk Walking there now. And uh,
4: that know. was a question I had, Bernie, because, you know, Jay in the yeah. picture, Jay was with the chick. And I'm like, right. you know well, what? Jay- they are very, they're very identical. And again, I don't come from really anybody. My, I have a buddy who has twins, but they're not, they're not identical. And uh, I just was wondering, I was curious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess when we were together, the the woman that we both – we both got the girl that we were each at. We weren't necessarily into the same women. That's good. You know? That's good, um, yeah. And, you know, so it is what it is, right? There now. it is. All right. Um, all right, so we have uh, seven selections today. I did have one off-topic thing to get to with Brian Peach. We have 27 minutes here before game two of the Celtics. So yes. – um, but it looks like oyster crackers, or your some Cincinnati-made oyster crackers, or your go-to snack. Is that correct? Yeah. Well,
4: so we have we have Grippo's, which is a barbecue chip. Not a lot of people Cincinnati, by the way. You know, we know we're known for our chili, but we have some of the best food everywhere. I have an Italian restaurant. If you boys ever come to town, my treat. Knock your dick off. I mean, this Italian huh. joint is good. i do not I want have, that. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you might want it, Ken. Flo. You might want it. Okay. But the oyster crackers, you put a little hot sauce on them. And it's like a delicacy in Cincinnati. They're made in Cincinnati. Skyline crackers. Or, you know, when you sit down at Skyline, they give you a bowl of crackers. It's kind of a thing. But usually my go to are Grippo's and with. And they're spicy and they clean me out a little bit. I was all out, you know. So nah, I had I had nah. the midday crackers, you know. All right, um, but That's yeah, good. they're they're tasty, boys.
0: Glad I asked. No skyline sort of rung true with me. I've heard of that before. All right, seven yeah. selections today, boys, and we're going to begin with a preliminary welterweight that we just discussed. Andre Fiallo minus one fifty five taking on Jake Matthews plus one thirty five. Fourth UFC appearance for Fialio, Bri. all of them here in twenty twenty two. Just knocked out Cameron Van Camp May seventh. Five weeks later, he draws Matthews, who has. Fifteen fights worth of UFC experience here on which to draw, and he is still remarkably just 27 years of age. Brian Petrie, who do you have here, Fialio or Matthews?
4: The Terminator's back. Fiallo just doesn't stop this guy. Uh, I love that he's staying active. I heard you ask Ray if it's a good thing or bad thing. I think, I think it's, it's right now. It's just kind of a groove where training, confidence, and his body are all on the same page, and that doesn't really, you know, happen. And he can only speak for so much how his body actually feels, but. He's obviously finding this groove that he wants to keep it going here. And I think he rolls here, boys. I think I'm going to literally get off this podcast, drive to Indiana, because this line is going to jump. Minus 155, I feel like I'm stealing here. Um, I'm going to go put an irresponsible amount of money on this. But Matthews was supposed to be the next big thing, right? He was supposed to be Australia's next big thing, and then – it kind of never really happened. He fell short, and besides the leech, all of his wins are guys who are not within the promotion anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't really cap this guy, and, and I do think he has some good skills. I think he mixed it up pretty well, but he has fallen short at times. And then when you look at the Sean Brady fight, his last fight, who I have Sean Brady in high regard, you can really tell the separation in the of the division where Jake Matthews is at and Sean Brady here. I like Fialio big here. Another big KO, another big performance. The tournament it keeps rolling, baby.
0: Yeah, Kenny, I was off on my forecast for this betting line. I thought the you would be closer to minus 200 minus 155 is quite an appetizing price, at least for Bri. How do you handicap it?
2: Yeah, listen, I we call Jake Matthews first fight uh, in the UFC. So we've been watching him develop. I, I so, you know, I, I guess I'm emotional in that regard. I, I like the kid. I, I think I still think he has a lot of potential. Has he developed the way I thought he would, though? I'm not so sure. Um, And and that just might take more time. But I I, I agree with Brian here. I I think that Fialio, um, you know, is the favorite for a reason. Um, I I think the kid just hits very hard. And I think the tougher the fight gets, the better he gets. Um, And Jake just has to be so much more. Technically superior than him, and I don't think he is. Um, I think it's going to be a tough out for him. If Jake's ever to, a, able to put Andre on his back, and maybe he can do some stuff there, but yeah. I, I think it's a tough out for him. I like Andre here as well.
0: All right, next up, Brendan Allen, minus 240 here in the middleweight division, taking on Jacob Mamba Malkoon, who is plus 195. Brendan Allen is only 26. He's 18 and 5 as a wow. pro, made his pro MMA debut at 19. He's 6-2 and two in the UFC. Uh, and on the other side, Bri, you got Jacob Malkoon. Had the wrestling going en route to a couple straight wins. Who do you have here, Malkoon or Allen in the featured prelim on ESPN2?
4: I mean, are we really getting Brendan Allen at a minus 240? I mean, no disrespect to B.A., but the last time he was that high, he ran into my boy Chris Curtis, and that didn't end so the well for him. But man, listen, the, the action, action man, man, you saved my life. That's a story I have to tell one, one day on the podcast. Wow. Um, but Brennan is, you know, he's very good. He's young. He's, he's, he's willing to fight. He steps up on short notice. He looked pretty good in the Sam Alvey fight. He choked on Sam Alvey. He's willing to go up to 205. Willing to go 25. But 240 is just too much of a guy. He's just a little bit inconsistent. And Jacob Malcoon gets slept on a lot. You know, he got brought in as Robert Whitaker's buddy. Got slept by Phil Hawes. But has routed off some dominating wins and, gra- and, and really grappling base, ignoring, let me jump on your legs. Let me take you down, yeah. hold you down. I'm not going to threaten you with a lot. But good luck trying to get up because my cardio is gonna be able to keep doing this. Brendan Allen, the only fight we've seen him off his back is against Chris Dawkins. He's a very good grappler, he's got all types of submissions. But the Dawkins fight when he got taken to the back was a lot of sweets, but we've never really seen him plan it there. Now there's a lot of jujitsu guys in this world who are are exceptional everywhere. Kenny's gonna address that more than you know, because he knows a lot more about it than I do. But when you're looking at a seven-fight card that we're going to pick here, I'm, I'm looking at dogs. And yeah. I think Malcoon at plus 195, almost a two-to-one, is a nice little dog here. I think yeah. he could really come in there. And if he plays the same game that he always does, cardio is king. And, and I like Malcoon by decision.
0: And in theory, Jacob Malcoon's going to be a lot better than he was his last time out. He's 26 right. as well, about four months older than Brendan Allen, reps Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Smeaton Grange, beautiful gym. They've redone it, uh, that he part-owns with Whitaker and others, I believe. Uh, and I just think it's a fighter gaining a lot of confidence, Ken Flo. Mm-hmm. I'm very high on Brendan Allen, big picture. I just love the skill set and the toughness and everything else. But um, I don't know. Intriguing fight at 85, Ken Flo. Which way are you going?
2: I think it is as well. And, and I totally get why Brian's going the way of, of Jake, Jacob Malkoon. I I think he's going to be tough. And Brendan Allen sometimes has a tendency of getting a little crazy out there. Um, gets overly aggressive, throws himself out of position, and he starts to eat big shots. And then he gets even more emotional, opens himself up, and then he gets hit and, and potentially loses the fight. So I don't know. I, I thought that Brendan Allen, um, you know, he, I, I agree. I think he's got a ton of potential. When he's at his best, man, I, and if he is at his best, I think he wins this fight. Um, you know, I, I think uh, both on the feet uh, and on the ground, I, I think he could get it done here. Um, but it's going to take some, you know, discipline, mental discipline, uh, good conditioning, which I think he'll come in with. Um, and, and just he needs to learn from ex- his experience and, and get it done there. I think Jacob has a good shot of getting it done. Um, but uh, I like Brendan here. Uh, I like Brendan here.
0: Yeah, And you can be sure that we like the disagreement. And I know I speak for Cody Loves when you guys are on opposite mm-hmm. sides. All right. And welterweight okay. representing Perth, Australia. Jack Della Maddalena, minus 135, taking on Ramazan Ameev, who is plus 115. Ramazan Ameev, sneaky five and two here in the UFC. Uh, Abadi is coming off a loss. Della Maddalena has not lost in a while. Started his pro career 0-2. He's now reeled off 11 in a row after making good on the UFC debut earlier this year. Kenny Florian's going to lead the dance here because listeners get all bunched panties when he doesn't lead a couple fights. Della Maddalena or Ramazan Ameev for you, Flo.
2: Gosh, that, how about those names, those name pronunciations from Anik? Um, so, listen, I, I really like this fight. I think there's a lot of value here with Amiv. He's a tremendous grappler. Um, I still, I still want to know how Della Maddalena is going to do on the ground, on his back. Can he get back to his feet? Um, can he uh, be a threat on the ground submission-wise against someone like Amiv? Um, I, I'm not sure, but I tell you what, on the feet, De La Maddalena is a problem. I, yeah. I think he's slick with his striking, his angles. I haven't seen someone move and counter like that in a long time. Um, so I'm just going off of that. I, I think I think he gets it done on the feet. I think he finds a way to to, yeah. to catch uh, Ameev and find that chin. And uh, let's go with De La Maddalena. Let's go.
0: I think it's really good matchmaking and I think there are so many people out there who think they would be the greatest UFC matchmaker in the world. And there's a lot that goes into it, but I think this is really a good litmus test right now for, uh, for both guys, but particularly for, uh, for the Perth native, Jack Della Maddalena, Brian Petrie, your mic is hot. Which way are you going?
4: I got the googly eyes boys. I've talked about it before. Jack three named Jack, man. I tell you, tell you something about this guy, you know, one official fight in UFC is look good in a contender series, but the way this guy moves in the pocket, you know what I mean? And, and there's not a lot of UFC fighters that are very comfortable in that boxing, boxing pocket. They're either in or they're out. They're in or they're out. He, li- he lives in that pocket. It's almost like $100 that lives in Kenny Florian's pocket. It just feels <laughs> right, boys. And he looks really smooth in there. And, and, and we were talking about, uh, you guys were talking about <laughs> earlier, like fighters that need to go for it. This is a guy that likes to go for it because he's in there and he's moving he's shifting. And I think that's going to play well for him with Ameev Amib, because Ameev's going to want to clinch, try to take him down. And there's a lot of questions that we need to be answered here in Jack, uh, Jackie D. Um, one being the fact that what was the takedown? You know, he's got an early loss. He's got a, a submission loss early in his record. He also has some submission wins. But Ameev is an awkward, tricky, fucking frustrating guy. You know what I mean? He has a decision loss coming off of Danny Roberts. Split decision, which was very close. But you have five UFC wins with no finishes, The minute you leave the cage, people forget about you. I think you need to come out there and you need to make a stamp on it. And the way the judges have been judging, clinch control goes out the window. We had a fight this weekend with Jeff Molina was very close because Zalgus was clinching him. Holly Holm had a lot of clinch control. They're scoring damages. I think with Jack Dallamolena, likes to be in the pocket, likes to be inside. I like the little short inside shots. It's going to hurt him. Give me Jackie D by KO here, baby. I love it. All right, both guys like Jack Della Maddalena
0: in the main card pay-per-view opener. And by the way, if you are curious, his last name is Della Maddalena, right? Like he has two last oh, names. So he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have three
4: names. Teams.
0: Gotcha. So, well, no, I think three-name Jack is a great way. Three-name Jack, him. you
4: know what I mean? Yeah. I, so right, I got you.
0: He just basically told us that, you know, I wouldn't say, oh, nice jab from Maddalena. I would do right. the whole Della whole Maddalena.
4: Thing. Gotcha, thing.
0: So, gotcha. Um, so, all right. Moving on down the pay-per-view main card. Big fight at flyweight. Manel Cop 220. Hojetio Bontarin is plus 180. So Bontarin had a win overturned last year for a positive test for a banned diuretic. So technically speaking, and what other way would we speak here on the Anakin Florian podcast, but technically, uh, <laughs> especially when it comes to my jiu stuff. Uh, last win for him, though, technically, came August 2019 against Howley and Paiva. On the other side, i love me some Manel Cop. Two straight finishes over two guys who looked pretty good last night in
4: jaga and ode osborne bry talk to me you're going shock with manel cop or what oh yeah i'm a manel cop fan i'm on the train baby uh it sucks that his last fight got pulled from some Pico grams, but he's here obviously you know he, he did the uh, usada stuff whatever that may be i'm sure he's gonna get a little heat for it I'm sure that's gonna be some trash talk in the future and cop's biggest weakness is is you know or has been in at least in the past is getting taken down getting submitted and balterine's the guy that does that. i like this matchup for him because this is a prove it matchup let's prove that you can stop this big muscle bound Brazilian from taking down taking your head off submitting your ground and pounding you I have some little birdies in Vegas some friends in Vegas that train with Menel Cop and apparently his explosiveness is a powerful his cardio is off the charts like he's he's the man when he's in the gym when he's focused and that's the thing is we've seen it but then um besides these last two wins it's been kind of lulling you know and I think Balterine can kind of get you in that space because he throws a lot of power However, I think this is, you know, the question is, is he gonna stop the takedowns? I think he will. I think Manel Cop KO here. I think it's gonna be, it be a gorgeous knee or some kind of overhand right. I think he's gonna catch Bontemino. So I'm uh, I'm huge on cop here.
0: Can't flow Manel Cop minus 220. Rogerio Bon plus <laughs> 180. Your thoughts?
2: Portugal versus Brazil. I love it. Um Listen, I, I was high on Cop and then he, he came into the UFC, and I felt like he was a little tight. He wasn't letting his hands go as much. But now I think we're seeing the real Manel Cop. I, I, I think he's firing all cylinders now. He's comfortable in the octagon, uh, and he's going to be a problem. man. He's a guy that definitely could be fighting for the belt in the future. Um, Rogerio Botterin, I think he's, he's a tough matchup. Um, but I don't see him as, as a big time danger. I think Cop is the more dangerous guy. Cop is the guy who's going to go for the finish here. And uh, I, I like the Portuguese fighter, Manel Cop. All right,
0: next up, you might hear an uptick in my energy here a little bit. Featured bout at 115 pounds, a rematch of one of the greatest fights in mixed martial arts history, <sighs> men or women. The former champ, Zhang Wei Li, minus 170 against the also former strawweight queen, Ioannie Jacek, who is plus 150. So, as most of you know by now, J.J. has not fought since that first meeting, uh, which was 2020. Jean-Way Lee has twice fought since that, both against Rose Nam and Eunice Kenny. Both of them losses. Jean-Way Lee, the favorite. Ioana Young, Jacek, the underdog. Who do you have?
2: Boy, um, this is a fight, man. Uh Listen, I I think Joanna uh, has been away for a little bit too long. I, does she have the skills to win this fight? Absolutely. In fact, I thought she won the first uh, meeting out. I thought Zhang Wei Li out in that first meeting. Um, however, I, Zhang Wei Li is the one who's been more active. She's the one, every time we see her, it seems like she has a new wrinkle to her game. Uh, she's always learning. She's training hard all the time. She's very focused. I'm not saying Ioana isn't, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just worry for it. I always know, for me personally, and, and from the fighters that I was around, I always felt better when I was active, when I was in the octagon, when I was competing on a regular basis. Why? Because that familiarity with the training camp Uh, being in the octagon, dealing with all the fight week stuff. You just, you've been there and done that. You feel ready to rock. And I think for Ioana, I don't know. I I worry about her being in the right mental spot. And it doesn't mean I I think she's mentally weak or anything. I just know that from a confidence confidence perspective, it's just different when you've been away for that long. And she's been enjoying her life and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. Training knowing you have a fight on the horizon is way different than just training. And and that's what concerns me most here. Uh, I'm a huge Yuana fan, and and, and it pains me to say this, but I think Zhang Zhang Wei Li is poised here to get the win. I, I think that she is the fighter that could make more adjustments in this fight as well. And I think she's going to be able to make them here. And I was impressed with her, with her wrestling in that fight against Rose Namunis. She yeah. seemed like she was totally different. She's adding that wrinkle. You could see she's working on those skills, training with Henry Cejudo and those guys in Arizona, I think is doing her well. Um, I like John Weili here uh, for for the win here against Nicely done, you.
0: Nicely done, know, Ken Flo. And you can always, like lead your handicap with the layoff as you did. Right. I mean, this is a huge layoff. Like I, I, I understand why most people that I've talked to about this fight are leading with that. You know, um, I don't know how immune she is to it. Uh, I also think the Singapore angle is something that you could in theory, factor into the handicap. I know she arrived early, but it is going to a different part of the world and uh, you know, fighting at a different part of the day. Uh, Brian Petrie, which way you going on the uh, featured bout in the strawweight division?
4: So, Kenny leads with a really good point about the layoff. I'm going to lead with something a little different. Now, full disclosure, were we in the trust tree? Because I'm going to get a little vulnerable yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, ah. got, I, got I got a pretty big cross with on Johanna, okay? A pretty right. good. She does something to me, boys. Okay, smagger, <laughs> confidence. I don't know. She She makes me feel things, okay? She looks good. And I, she looks I'm good. excited that she's back. Um, and uh-huh. I, I'm 100% biased, right? I mean, that's just the way, the way yeah. it's going to be, okay? So if you come at me in the comments, oh, you know, what? yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Save it. Save your energy. But listen, the first uh-huh. fight I, I think is going to be, you always, re, you know, there's always so many good fights coming up in, in, in every year, but that will always be top five greatest fights of all time, for sure, if not number yeah. one. It was, yeah. it was an incredible fight. I do think Joanna won that fight. I think she edged it out, but again, it's not going to be something that, I'm like, oh, it's robbery or whatever. You know, we don't say those words around here, but she's been off for two years. And after that fight, you you kind of needed to be like, yeah, she needs to take some off. She had an alien head. You know what I mean? And Waylee's only fought twice since she's been off, and both were against Rose. Once she got knocked out in the first round, the once was a competitive split decision win, but she showed some new wrinkles to her game, uh, training with Cejudo and them. But I, I don't mind the layoff with Joanna, with considering that Weili's only had two fights. Either there were two title fights against Rose, who's a badass, but there's still only two fights. Ioana, though, you know, she's a model in po- uh, Poland and she's doing this. this so that's – that's you know, Kenny hit some really good points. How motivated she to be. At first, I hated that this was a three-round fight. I wanted a five, and I still think as a fan I wanted a five. But I think with Ioana – I think it's going to be good that it's going to be a five-round fight. I think the first round is going to be a lot of feeling out. I think the second round is going to one person is going to take over, and the third round is going to be a lot like the first fight where they're just going to let it go. So we're really going to see how the judge is going to shape this one out. Um, It's a close fight, in my opinion. I'm glad Clinton went that way. I'm going to go dog with my sweet baby, Ioana. So give me, Ioana, my decision.
0: Yeah, I like it. I see some value on that side, I think, in the plus 150 range despite the layoff. All right, co-made event for the Flyweight Championship. Title defense, defense is really starting to mount up. For Valentina Shevchenko, chasing a seventh ruby on the belt here. She's minus 720 against Brazil's Tyler Santos, plus 500. Seems to be some excitement, Brian, for uh, Santos's chances. Um, the question is, what type of chance do you give Tyler Santos? And ultimately, how do you see it playing out?
4: I think rolls here again, boys. She's yeah. so good. I wish she didn't come out and say, there's value in Santos. I'm a value boy. Plus 500, is going to go up, but... Realistically, I've been on that side. I fought for the Lauren Murphys. I fought for the Caitlin Jacagians. And I'm just, I'm screaming to empty voice because Shechenko is almost imperfect. And as a handicap, you're like, oh, she's minus 700. She's not minus 1200. This is going to be a pretty good deal here. And I've been banging on the news from Pound for Pound Fighter for a long time. It's now got to give the Shachenko, in my opinion. Yep. I, you know, be, yep. just because it is what it is. And I think the Ohio native over there in the PFL, I think she's quickly closing the gap as well. Um, but I watched those tape and I watched all her fights in UFC. She's got one loss in UFC. Uh, wasn't a good performance by her. And I, I instead of a cap, I was like, if I'm a coach, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what, what what can I tell her to do? After watching her tape, And obviously watching Shepchenko, it's like uh, the only option I have is you got to make it ugly. You can't be afraid. You got to get in there and make it ugly. Shepchenko wants to do everything perfect. She never has a mark on her face. You got to make it ugly. And if Santos can do that because she's a pretty well-built together, 125-pound female, if she's able to do that, then this can get interesting. This could be almost like something that we saw Julia Pena who just said, you know what, fuck it, let's go. That Julia Pena spirit, I think a lot of these women, when they fight the bully man in the division like a Shepchenko is, you. Half, or boogie woman excuse me you have to kind of get to get ugly you're gonna have to say fuck all this technique let's go yeah and uh, I think the more you hit Cheptenko and the more you chip away at her I think you could probably hurt her confidence because she's been so perfect so long but uh I, I just think is too good she's too good I, I think she's too goddamn good boys Give yeah. me should by TKL round three will you bet on it or no i haven't been in a while i will bet the finish i will bet the finish yeah Yeah. i'll see what that is round three i'd only sprinkle like one round so i do i I see it late i see round three so yeah i do that kenny Valentina is so methodical like scary methodical she fought twice
0: in 2016 twice in 2017 2018 twice 2019 right like everything's methodical no weaknesses at least that i can really see um and she's not getting worse. Like, she's the opposite of a fighter who sort of rests on the floor. She's constantly evolving and trying to train in different places with different training partners that make her uncomfortable. All the maintenance that comes with that. She gets to Singapore way fucking early, you know, always looking for an edge. Her opponent, though, is 19-1. and one. Say what you want about the strength of schedule. She has not lost a lot. Um, she's won four in a row. Unable to put away Roxanne Montefiore last year. Now she'll try to put away Valentina Shevchenko who wins the flyweight title fight.
2: I think Tyler Santos is an interesting dog. Um, I I think that, um, you know, her Muay Thai techniques are are very clean. Um, I, I think that she could pose some, some threats to Shevchenko on the ground. I think she's, I mean, really well built. She's strong as hell. She kind of matches Shevchenko in the strength department. It seems from the outside looking in. Um, but what, what concerns me is the experience factor for Shevchenko. And I also think I have yet to see Shevchenko, uh, unmotivated or maybe take her foot off the gas as far as training goes, or, you know, her, her passion for the sport. She very much has that, uh, still, uh, from what I can tell, um, so I think her best bet, you know, when you and Ray were talking about it and when you and Brian were talking about it, I, I agree with that. Um, but I also think it's important to mention that Shevchenko tends to, um, she doesn't have the best starts. She, she's an, she analyzes. She starts off a little slow. She looks at how you're moving. She doesn't throw a lot of volume in round one. She wants to cruise and figure you out. Round one is where you can get it done against Shevchenko. I That's agree. She's trying to heat it up. She's trying to, you know, figure go right at her, take it right to her, let her know you're there to fight, test her chin early. That's when you can get it done. And I think you have to get it done before uh, round four. When it gets into round four and five, I I just don't think you're gonna be able to outpoint someone like Shevchenko. She cruises, she figures you out, uh, and then she picks you apart. Um, so I I I think that's where that's Santos's best bet. Go in there early, uh, you know, Verde Silva style, uh, berserker yeah. mode, and try to get it done. Um but once you start going to the later rounds, um, I, I think Shevchenko is just going to pull away, for, especially with someone like Talos Santos, who doesn't have you know, that big fight experience in the UFC like, like Shevchenko has. Very few do. So uh, I, it's not enough for me to go uh, Santos, of course. I, I like Shevchenko. I, I haven't seen uh, you know, much weakness in her game. Uh, so uh, let's go Valentina again. The Peruvian Valentina Shevchenko. Not the one That's from right. Ferguson. She's Peruvian. <laughs> there you people go. don't know that. <laughs>
0: I uh I think she should uh she should walk out to Sandstorm and just go full <laughs> Mandelaise Silva throttle. I love it. Rock, rock. Um, all right. Main event for the undisputed UFC light heavyweight title, Yuri Prohaska minus 195, Glover Teixeira plus 165. First defense for the 42-year-old Glover Teixeira. It comes against Prohaska, who obviously has accrued a lot of experience outside the UFC. I love this stylistic matchup. I just want to hear what you guys have to say about Brian Petrie. Lead us off on the UFC 275 main event.
4: I am jacked to the tits for this one, boys. Listen, this fight doesn't make sense. The line doesn't make sense. It's breaking my brain. You take this handicapping book, you you, you throw it away. Because you got an over 40-year-old fighter who's fighting his best fights. you got a guy who's only 2-0 in the UFC getting a title shot. Who Those two fights, you can argue, were kind of tailor-made for him. It just doesn't make sense. The playbook's out the window here, but I am so impressed with Glover Share. A lot of people who are new to the scene don't know. It took him a long time to start his UFC career. He was not leaving Brazil for many years. He was Chuck Lavelle's training partner. He came in as a boxer, and he's really kind of found his game now. He still obviously obviously has powerful hands, but he used to box first then I'll take down you later, then I'll jujitsu you later. The Beast in 25-8 fight, I'm not going to name that guy's name just because I just don't agree with a lot of things he's been saying lately, but uh, that fight really separated Glover. Glover got dog-walked in that fight and said, oh, wait, my wrestling isn't good at, or as good. I thought it was. And he goes, you know what? Instead of going, that's ah, a bad matchup for me, he goes, I'm going to fucking go and get better. And he's routed off the next six wins without losing the title. And he's looked damn good doing it, being 40-plus years old. And then you enter Yuri Perhaska, who's a fucking wild man to find. He punches trees. He screams at thunderstorms. He's got a goddamn antenna growing out of his head, he says, with huh. his hair, so he can download information. The guy is absolutely wild. I was on Yuri before he came to UFC. He came on my radar with the King Mo fights uh, over in Risen. And then he enters with uh, the Volcan fight where he got punched a lot in the uh that, that first round you know got clipped a little bit knocked him out in the second round and what i love about a guy who's kind of quirky kind of offbeat like yuri is he at least admits a, 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 he has some self-awareness self-presence where he goes i got hit way too much i don't fucking like that i don't want to get hit like that enters the dominic gray's fight where if you watch that fight it was a crazy fight but his head movement was 10 times better he got hit with an up kick got knocked out and was on top of him knocked out woke up Finished the fight a couple minutes later, and he says in the post fight, yeah, that guy that knocked me out. I know where I was at. I woke up on top. The guy's just next level mental toughness, awareness, and his skills are there. I tweeted out a picture of Yuri, and I said, meet your new champ a couple weeks ago. And comments flooded. No way. Glover's going to beat him. Glover's going to take him down and submit him. He has no takedown defense. He obviously with the fight ready, which I love. He was training with John Jones for a little bit. And Yuri has that, that body type that's really hard to take down. DCO says it all the time. These tall, long guys are, like, taking a table down. You just can't do it. They have this leverage. It's weird. And Glover has a great double, great single. Um, so, obviously, the, the two pass the victory is, is Glover going to take him down or is Uri can stand up, right? Because Yuri's pressure is phenomenal. We've seen him get taken down. He gets off his back pretty well, but there's no submission defense. He hasn't really fought a guy like Glover yet. So, there's a lot of intangibles. That's why I think the line's a little off here. I thought Glover's could be maybe – I thought it was maybe slight pick him here. But I get it. So the two questions I need to answer for myself: Is it too soon? Is Glover too? Is it too soon for Yuri? Is Glover too old? Right? The answer is no. It's not too soon for Yuri and New Baby.
0: Let's go, Yuri Prohaska, and New for Brian. Peacher. And New have a new UFC light heavyweight champion.
4: by KO. By the way, excuse me by KO. Yeah. I think he's going to do it probably early if he's going to have to do it.
0: And the knockout will probably be like minus 125 or so.
4: Yeah, so. because that, he, he'll have to do it. I'll play knockout. I'll play Yuri. I'll play knockout early. Um, I think we'll catch him with something early because because the longer the fight goes, I mean, we've seen the Anthony Smith fight. I mean, Glover just, here just doesn't slow down. He just knocks your fucking teeth out. So uh, I love this fight. I love this fight, boys.
0: All right. Kenny Florian, three times fought for a UFC championship. Yuri Prohas yeah, fighting for a UFC title for the first time this weekend. Your thoughts on Prohaska and Tashera Kenflow, and ultimately who wins and how.
2: Big Yuri Prohaska fan. Uh, do you remember that I picked him in his UFC debut? Do you remember when he was going to fight the other guy and everyone's like, Yuri doesn't have a chance? He's fighting Ray's. Yeah. He says, Ray's going to kill him. You know? yeah, nah, I, I, I picked Prohaska. I'm a huge Yuri fan. I think he's, uh, you know, talk about Berserker, Barrage. This guy, he wants to kill you. He doesn't want to beat you. He wants to kill you. Um, I, I love his style. I'm a huge fan. I think that um, you know, he absolutely could be a champion in the UFC. Maybe he gets it done this weekend. Um, but um I, I still believe in Glover. I, I, I think that uh uh Teixeira is um n- not only fighting at his best right now. Uh, but I think he knows exactly what he needs to do. I think he's going to fight smart. That's what you need to do against Yuri. If Yuri lulls you into that game, um, or if you're not ready for some unorthodox shit, uh, you're getting knocked out, and, and you might not wake up for a couple minutes. Um, y- Yuri is one of the scariest fighters i've seen in a very long time yeah, and i do think there's some some big time weaknesses as brian alluded to on the ground I, you, you cannot you cannot fight at this level in the ufc and have that kind of a weakness and be a world champion in my opinion yeah. um, maybe he gets it done you know again he is so dangerous but i i see that vulnerability with his wrestling and especially on the ground if he's on his back glover finishes him yeah, I mean, look, yeah, look what yeah. look what Glover did. Uh, you know, uh, against the Polish uh, fighter, uh, you know, uh, Bohovic. I mean, it was like, it looked like he made Bohovic look like he never did jiu-jitsu in his life. You know, right. it mm-hmm. made him look easy. So, I I think Tishera knows the path to victory here. Uh, I also think Teixeira is pretty clean with his striking as well. His footwork looks a yeah. little better. There's times where I get a little nervous where maybe he's not moving as fast as I would like, and if it's that Glover and he's a little bit. Slow, uh, Yuri's gonna catch him. Yuri yeah. is just that dangerous, so I'm really excited to watch this fight. I do not see this one going five rounds. Someone's yeah. getting a finish here. Um, who is that someone? Uh, I think Teixeira gets it done on the ground by either TKO or submission.
0: And wouldn't that be amazing? And I find it fascinating that Glover Teixeira. To Brian's point, never trained jujitsu before he got to Danbury, Connecticut. He never trained jujitsu in Brazil. You know, wow, look at crazy. him now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great crazy. main event. It all go, it all comes your way on ESPN Plus pay per view UFC 275 this Saturday night. If you want to check out more work from Brian Petrie, I would encourage you to do so. You can find him on social media at Brian Petrie MMA, and it's the MMA Takes podcast. Yeah. Hey brother, Come appreciate on. the time. Best to the family. Absolutely, get, get healthy and. Yeah. Uh, we will, we will recap 275 at some point when I get back from Singapore. But as you may have heard, it might be the Petrie Longo and Florian show next week.
4: Feed so. Ray Longo. I need, to, I need to get on the screen with that guy. I need to get on the screen with that guy. I'm, him and my, I'm pretty sure my mom knows who he is. She grew up in Long Island, oh, the wow. same age, left when she was 17. I think he might have blew her off one time. You know, he's so good looking. I got to get, get to the bottom. I
2: give me John. John, we got a whole petri to that Italian restaurant in Cincinnati as well. Yeah, I'm <laughs>
0: telling
4: you guys. I'm telling yeah. you guys. And I haven't
0: it, been there since Matt Brown and Eric Silva. We got to go yes.
4: back. It's we yeah. we got some good barbecue as well. Barbecue. I mean, yeah, you know, we're not Texas, but I'm telling you this Italian joint, <sighs> boys, it'll <laughs> <laughs> get you.
0: I'm in. Hey, brother, great to see you. Thanks for lifting up the whole room, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right.
4: You guys are the best, and uh, have a safe travel. See you, Ken. Ken, you're good your you, this weekend too, right?
2: No, uh, no. Well, I am actually. I'm going
4: to Chicago, Chicago. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yes. Midwest. Yeah. Kenny and you know, I will be in the Midwest. Yeah. All right. Enjoy yeah. Singapore, Johnny. My man. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Where are you go? What are you doing in
0: Chicago? You got uh, a? Seminar some
2: seminars. Said Friday, Saturday, Sunday, doing some seminars in Chicago, dude. Stay busy. What if
0: people want to go? Are there tickets still available? Or is this shit already been? There are. Up? I, I
2: believe there are. They're still Can available. Go? Uh, go to Chicago Foundation Gym. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, there's your eye. Brian Petrie. You can is find all it on my team. Instagram. I mean, Brian Petrie is now the vice president of Team Florian. I think he so. is. He
2: is He's doing all good. Right.
0: All right. Before we get on out of here, it looks like Game Two between the Celtics and the Warriors is just about to start. But we do want to get to the marrow seconds and call on our producer once more. What's up, kid? I'm gonna
1: keep it expeditious for you. You know, I know the uh, the tip off hasn't happened yet, but I'm gonna try and get through it. All right. It. Thank all you. right. So the reason that Kenny will not be at International Fight Week is because Kayla Harrison booked the fight against Julia Budd. PFL six July first in Atlanta, so unfortunately no Ken Flow. Um, Felice Herrick, so she gets in the octagon after that win, loss, and is like, "I'm retired." So great career to Felice, but she said that she was like going to decide as she like as she like, "Oh, I'm going to see how I feel when I walk in the octagon." Like, hey, maybe you tell me before I lay a unit on you to win. Like, hey, maybe a little heads up. A coach, yeah. maybe give me a call. Hey, like, you know, she, she's kind of like on the fence about still fighting. Like, right. maybe hold off on that. Like, <laughs> would have been helpful at a minus yeah. 115 clip.
0: Yeah. That's, I, that's I, I should say so. Yeah, that's good. That's,
1: good. that's yeah. all you say about that.
0: She was in uh, a really good place at the fighter meeting, but uh, that's neither here nor there. What else you got, kidding?
1: Uh so the Glover Teixeira all-time rankings are getting updated every time he seemingly steps in. So moves into tied for 3rd all-time total fights in the light heavyweight division. Currently 2nd all-time wins at light heavyweight. 1st in finishes third in KOs, 1st in subs, tied for 1st in bonuses, 2nd in strikes landed on UFC stats. Uh Glover is in the top 10 of 15 of 32 recorded categories. So
0: just banging down on that UFC Hall of Fame number. Yeah, most decorated finisher Kenny in UFC light heavyweight history already. You know, it's awesome.
2: Hey, it's Cody, if, if you need a place to stay, dude, if you lost all your rent money, you let me know. You can stay at my place. We got have- Dude, there's a
0: golf course there, too. Get
2: kicked out. You're homeless. Let me know. Oh my yeah, my God. A sleep with yeah. the
0: dogs. that will be great. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. fucking palace in Charlotte, North Carolina <laughs> with the fucking jujitsu gym. Can I at yeah, least right. get a private? Can I, I get a picture of the jujitsu closet, Kenny? Can yeah, Can you send me a picture of the jujitsu gym? Thanks. Well, the thing yeah. is,
1: I can't <laughs> sleep inside until I get at least a stripe. So it's like <laughs> until I can defend, I'm going to have to get choked out like 50 times before I can even get in the house. Oh, man. Uh, updated youngest champ ever ranking. So John Jones was 23 at the time of becoming champ. Aaron Blanchfield just turned 23. So I'm not sure how the days line up, but doesn't seem like it's just going to make it happen. So the number one now was Mohammed Mokayev, 21 years old, July 30th, 2000. There was a Pixar movie released between their two birthdays. Do you want to guess what that Pixar movie was and feel old? No, no. <laughs> it made me feel old. Uh, Toy Story Two. Wow, It was released in two thousand. Between their two, I've uh, started movies.
0: writing birthdays on my fighter cards just to make myself feel worse. You know, yeah, this fighter was born in nineteen ninety nine. You know, yeah, I yeah. had already like started killing myself, right, in terms of like ruining. Like John's my banging life. <laughs> keys,
1: duct tape forties to his hands. He's like oh. kids being born. Hell of a God. Uh, uh, last but not least patty bergeron went his fifth straight, or not straight fifth uh record selkie award uh by the largest margin in his career and then last night he shows up at a local mma event by uh cage titans i believe it is cage titans bergeron and,
0: well, uh the 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 boston bruins uh future uh hall of famer yes oh i've oh i've met him yeah So, he was at an MMA event last night, Cody, right? That's awesome. Big MMA guy, apparently. Big MMA fan. And
1: so, that just leads me to say, if there's any Boston sports athletes that listen to the Anakin Flooring Podcast, it's an open invitation. Just give us a DM. Hit up John. You can come on. Patty Bergeron. You can come on the podcast while you decide whether you're going to come back and win us a Stanley next year. That's all I'm saying. New York, kick rocks. We don't fucking want you. There you
0: go. Let them have it. I love it.
2: Yankees suck. (laughs) Anik, what are the standings? Cody doesn't Cody doesn't bring any standings? No, we're gonna, What's
0: I'm going to get to the bottom of that. Will Berger is on it. He has reached oh out. We've just uh, got to figure out if we're going to backtrack several weeks or figure it okay. all out. By the way, Cody, do you know what the Selke Trophy is for? Because uh, he's won it five times. It he is for. To... The... Yeah, I know. Do you want me to uh, answer? Do you want... Yeah, no, go ahead if you got it.
1: It's the best defensive forward. The best all-around
0: forward in hockey, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great award, and he's now won it five times. All right, got to get the fuck out of here, huh? Um, remember the show with Bilal Muhammad and Jason Anna coming up Thursday on this very channel. com for all of your merchandise needs. You got a promo code, Cody? You got a promo code. FAM15. 15. FAM15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Uh, the Longo Culture shirts are uh, being printed as we speak. Uh, one more sleep merch at millions.co and Kenny Florian martial arts.com for all of your jiu-jitsu needs. He'll be in Chicago, so maybe uh, maybe he'll provide further clarity on his Instagram page, which you can find at Kenny Florian. Thank you to our guests, Ray Longo, Brian Petrie, our producer is Cody Merrow, and thanks to every last one of you for listening, for watching, for subscribing. Uh, let's keep this train going for Ken Fum John Anik. Enjoy UFC 275. We'll talk to you from Singapore and then next week on the other side. Thank you all. Yoga later. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.